Welcome to Zichru Dafsi Money Member by Ram Goldara, and today Mazech is Baba Kama, Daf Chav Gimel, the second pair of Kates at a regal. So, the three topics we're going to focus on. Number one, Abaya asked, according to the opinion that Aisha is liable as one's koach, as his force, how is Aisha exempt from paying for damages of Tamun, something hidden? He explained that it applies where once fire was contained by his fence yard, but the fence fell, not due to the fire, and burned in another field. To Hasim Kalulechitza, for there his arrows ceased, and the subsequent spreading is not his force. The more I said, if so, why is he liable at all? It concludes Rabbi Yochanan, besides for holding that fire is considered one's force, also holds he's responsible for it as his property. Thus, the exemption for Tamun would apply where he could have rebuilt the fallen fence, but did not. It's like his ox, in front of which he did not close the stable door to prevent it from damaging. Since all agree that one is chayv for Aish as his property, the Gemara explains the nafkamina between the opinions, to obligate him in the additional four payments for directly injuring a person. Pointing to the Mishnah Daf Chaf Alf Ambez taught that a dog which ate someone's biscuit, its owner, is responsible. The Gemara explains that it was eaten on the damaged party's property, thus qualifying as Ubir Bisteacher, and it consumes in the field of another. The Gemara says this resolves the following inquiry. Is the mouth of a cow inside the damaged party's property considered the damaged party's yard, so the owner is liable, or the damager's yard, and the owner is not responsible? This mission proves it is considered the damaged party's yard, because if it's considered the dog owner's yard, he could say, my boy Riftach, what's your bread doing in my dog's mouth? The more one is about the inquiry itself, but how can one ever be liable for Shane if the animal's mouth is considered the damage of the property? It answers that it can apply where an animal rubs against a wall or ruins fruit by rolling on it for its gratification without entering its mouth. Since Shane is described as a tumo, destroyed until its completion, the Gemara clarifies that the wall had an image that was rubbed out or the fruits were pressed into the mud and destroyed. And pointing with you, the next mission states, Ezu tambe ezu muad. Which animal is a tam and which is a muad? Rabbi Yudah says, Muad kosha idubo shoshiyamim. A muad is any animal about which they testified about its care and damages on three separate days. But tamashiyaksubo shoshiyamim. It reverts to being a tam when it desists from damaging in such circumstances on three days. Rabbi Mer says, Muad shehidubo shoshiyamim. A muad is any animal about which they testified about its care and damages three times, even on one day. It reverts to being a tum whenever children stroke it, and it doesn't gore in reaction. Abai explains the reputed Darshan's three terms to imply three days of damages, about which the Torah states that if he still does not guard his animal, allowing a fourth incident, he pays full damages. Rava only Darshan's two days from these terms, and Rashi explains he obligates full damages for the third incident. Remer's position is explained on the following dab. So once again, the three points are, number one, Abaya asked, according to the opinion that fire is chayv as one's own force, how is fire exempt from paying for damages of tamun, something hidden? He explained that it applies where once fire was contained by his fence yard, but the fence fell, not due to the fire, and burned in another field. To Hasim Kalulechitza, for there his arrows ceased, and the subsequent spreading is not his force. The more I said, if so, why is he liable at all? It concludes Rabbi Yochanan, besides for holding that fire is considered one's force, also holds he's responsible for it as his property. Thus, the exemption for Tamun would apply where he could have rebuilt the fallen fence, but did not. It's like his ox, in front of which he did not close the stable door to prevent it from damaging. Since all agree that one is chayv for Aish as his property, the Gemara explains the nafkamina between the opinions, to obligate him in the additional four payments for directly injuring a person. 
pointing to the Mishnah Daf Chaf Alf Ambeis Tad, that a dog which ate someone's biscuit, its owner, is responsible. The more explains that it was eaten on the damaged party's property, thus qualifying as Ubiar Bisteacher, and it consumes in the field of another. The more says this resolves the following inquiry. Pipar Kachatsu Nizik Dami or Kachatsu Mazik Dami. Is the mouth of a cow inside the damaged party's property considered the damaged party's yard, so the owner is liable, or the damager's yard, and the owner is not responsible. This mission proves it is considered the damaged party's yard, because if it's considered the dog owner's yard, he could say, my boy Riftak, Bapuma the Kalbe, what's your bread doing in my dog's mouth? The more one is about the inquiry itself, but how can one ever be liable for Shane if the animal's mouth is considered the damager's property? It answers that it can apply where an animal rubs against a wall or ruins fruit by rolling on it for its gratification without entering its mouth. Since Shane is described as a tumo, destroyed until its completion, the Gemara clarifies that the wall had an image that was rubbed out, or the fruits were pressed into the mud and destroyed. And point number three, the next mission states, Ezu tambe ezu humuad. Which animal is a tum and which is a muad? Rabbi Yudah says, Muad koshe idubo shoshiyamin. A muad is any animal about which they testify about its care and damages on three separate days. It reverts to being a tum when it desists from damaging in such circumstances on three days. Reb Mer says, Muad shehidubo shoshiyamin. A muad is any animal about which they testified about its care and damages three times, even on one day. It reverts to being a tum whenever children stroke it, and it doesn't gore in reaction. Abai explains the reputed Darshan's three terms to imply three days of damages, about which the Torah states that if he still does not guard his animal, allowing a fourth incident, he pays full damages. Rava only Darshan's two days from these terms, and Rashi explains he obligates full damages for the third incident. Remer's position is explained on the following dab. All right, so now we go to Simadav Chav Gimel, and our standard simon is Kugelach. Kugelach is a game that kids play with. It's like jacks. So here goes. When the fire-loving Kugelach champ tried playing Kugelach while holding a fiery arrow with a fiery coin on its point, his pieces went flying and hit the mouth of a cow eating grass off of Nizek's property, which had been three people on three different days. Once again, it's emotion. When the fire-loving Kugelach champ, Kugelach, that must be more on Duff, Chav Gimel. When the fire-loving Kugelach champ tried playing Kugelach while holding a fiery arrow with a fiery coin on its point, which reminds Rabbi Yochan holds that besides fire being considered one's koach, his force, he also holds one as responsible for it as his mamun, his property. So when the fire-loving Kugelach champ tried playing Kugelach while holding a fiery arrow with a fiery coin on its point, his pieces went flying and hit the mouth of a cow eating grass off of Nizak's property, which reminds us, the Mishan Daf Chaf Alf Ambeis Tad, that a dog which ate someone's biscuit, its owner is responsible. The Gemara explains that it was eaten on the damaged party's property, thus qualifying as Ubiar Besteacher, and it consumes in the field of another. The Gemara says that this resolves the following inquiry, that Pipar Kachatsu Nizak Dami or Kachatsu Mazik Dami is the mouth of a cow inside the damaged party's property considered the damaged party's yard, so the owner is liable, or the damager's yard, and the owner is not responsible. This mission proves it's considered the damaged party's yard, because if it's considered the dog owner's yard, he could say, what's your bread doing in my dog's mouth? So when the fire-loving Kugelach champ tried playing Kugelach while holding a fiery arrow with a fiery coin on its point, his pieces went flying and hit the mouth of a cow eating grass off of Nizak's property, which had bitten three people on three different days, which reminds more brings Malchokas, Rabbi Yehud and Rabbi Meir regarding what makes an animal muad and how does it revert to being a tam. So once again, when the fire-loving Kugelach champ tried playing Kugelach while holding a fiery arrow with a fiery coin on its point, his pieces went flying and hit the mouth of a cow eating grass off of Nizak's property, which had bitten three people 
on three different days. All right, so now it's time for Forbo Abachazara, Daf Yutes. So the similar Daf Yutes is a yacht. So here goes. The cow kicked up Tzoros in Rishus Rabim, which tore holes through the sail on the Nizak's yacht. Yacht? That must be more in Daf Yutes. The cow picked up Tzoros in Rishus Rabim, which tore holes through the sail on the Nizak's yacht. Which reminds us, the Gemara discusses what the halacha is in a case where a cow kicks Tzoros in Rishus Rabim and it damages in Rishus Yachid. So the cow kicked up Tzoros in Rishus Rabim, which tore holes through the sail on the Nizak's yacht, stood next to the cow excessively swishing his tail and breaking pots, which reminds us we learned that in a case where a cow is excessively swishing his tail, which is less common than ordinary regal, and it breaks something in Rishus Rabim, then the person is pater. So the cow kicked up its roros in Rishus Rabim, which tore holes through the sail on the Nizak's yacht, stood next to the cow excessively swishing his tail and breaking pots, while eating barley, which is usually eaten, by donkeys, which reminds us, the next Mishnah states, regarding what is an animal's tooth, to eat what is fit for it. The Mishnah adds that even in Rishus Rabin, where Shane is exempt from paying damages, the owner must still pay for Hanad derived the animal. A Brisa teaches that if a cow eats barley, usually eaten by donkeys, or a donkey eats vetch, usually eaten by cows, the owner pays full damages. We see from here that anything which is not its normal food, but would eat it out of necessity, it's called eating and not destructive Karen. Dav Chaf, so this Dav Chaf is a cafe. So here goes. The two people arguing in the Shane Cafe, cafe, that must be more on Dav Chaf. The two people arguing in the Shane Cafe whether Hana is paid, according to Deme Amir or Deme Sa'orin Bezol, which reminds us the Mishnah taught that for Shane damages in Rishus of Rabim, one pays for Hana, the animal derived, Amarim dispute the amount paid. Rabba says Deme Amir, he only pays the value of the straw for the amount eaten, even if the animal ate relatively expensive barley because the owner can say he would have fed the animal straw and only benefited that amount. Rava says to Mesa or in Bazol, he pays the value of barley when it's inexpensive. So the two people arguing in the Shane Cafe whether Hana is paid, according to Dame Amir or Dame So or in Bazol, woke up a guy next door in the cafe's courtyard who had been sleeping there without the owner's knowledge, which reminds us, Rav Chisra related to Rami Barahama a discussion, which he had missed. Hadar Haver if one lives in his friend's yard without his knowledge, does he have to pay him rent or not? The more it clarifies the case, with a yard which is not for rent, but a person who usually rents. It's therefore a case of This one benefits, and this other one does not lose. Can the one living there say, what loss have I caused you by staying there, since he doesn't rent it out anyway? Or can the owner say to him, you have benefited staying in my yard, since he would have had to rent another residence? So the two people arguing in the Shane Cafe whether Hana is paid, according to Deme Amir or Deme Soorin Bazol, woke up a guy next door in the cafe's courtyard who had been sleeping there without the owner's knowledge, who was informed by a waiter that the stone he had been sleeping under was Hektish, which reminds us, a mission teaches that if one takes a stone or beam from Hektish and builds it into his house, he doesn't commit me'ila until he dwells under it a pruta's worth of dwelling. Dav Chafav, so the similar Dav Chafav is a car because Bostonians pronounce car, ka. So here goes. The terrified demon who drove off in his sports car, ka. That must be more Dav Chafav. The terrified demon who drove off in his sports car when he realized the house was in fact inhabited by an unknown resident, which reminds us, Rav Sechor said in the name of Rav Huna, quoting Rav, that one who lives in his friend's yard without his knowledge does not have to pay rent because of the Pasuk which says, and through desolation the gate is broken, meaning an uninhabited house is destroyed by demons. The one residing there thus has benefited the owner by inhabiting it, keeping away these demons. So the terrified demon who drove off in a sports car when he realized the house was in fact inhabited by an unknown resident, 
passed by the cow turning its head to the side of the street to eat food, which reminds us the Mishnah Dab Yutesam based taught that if an animal ate from the sides of the street, it is liable and not considered damage in Rishus of Rabim. Rav says, Ubemachazeris, this is even where it turns its head to reach the food on the side of the street, for although an animal may be brought to Rishus of Rabim, the damage took place where people commonly leave produce, since animals do not usually turn their heads there. Shmuel says, Afil Machazeris Nami Pater, even where it turns its head to reach the produce, he is exempt from pain because it's considered ordinary shame in Rishus Arabim. So the terrified demon who drove off in a sports car when he realized the house was in fact inhabited by an unknown resident, passed by the cow turning its head to the side of the street to eat food, as the dog jumping off the roof onto pots and pans watched him go by, which reminds us. The next mission states, the Kadish if a dog or kid jumped from the top of a roof, and broke utensils when landing, the owner pays full damages because they are moved to jump and it's a told of regal. The Gemara infers that he only pays if they jump from the roof, but if they had fallen from the roof and broken the kalim, he would be exempt because this was not expected. So the similar Dav Chabes is a cab. So here goes. The cab driver, cab driver, that must be more Dav Chabes, cab. The cab driver racing through flying arrows of fire, which reminds us, the Gemara brings Malchok as Rabbi Yochanan and Rishlakish, whether Isho Mishum Chitzav, fire is considered one's arrows, meaning one's force, or if Isho Mishum Mimono, fire is considered one's property. So, the cab driver racing through flying arrows of fire, as he tried to save an evid standing next to a goat, tied up to a heap of grain, on fire, which reminds us, one who sets fire to a heap of grain, and there's a goat bound to it and a slave near it, and they were all burned, the person must pay for the grain and goat, for although the slave died from the fire, and one cannot be liable for murder and monetary damages from the same act, he's not responsible for the slave's death, who could have run away. If the slave was bound and the goat was not, he's exempt from payment because he's responsible for killing the slave, which carries the death penalty. So the cab driver racing through flying arrows of fire, as he tried to save an evid standing next to a goat, tied up to a heap of grain, on fire, notice an adult nearby who just handed a coal and a flame to a cherish, which reminds us, the more brings a Mishnah, one who sets a fire through a deaf mute, an insane person or a minor, meaning he handed them a fire and a damage, is exempt from paying Medine Adam in the laws of man, meaning Basin does not force him to pay, but is high Medine Shemaim, he's morally obligated to pay. The more will distinguish a case with coal versus a case with a flame. All right, so now it's time to conclude the pop quiz of 10 questions. Number one, which stuff do the case of one setting a heap of grain on fire that killed a goat that was tied up to it, as well as an evid that was standing nearby? That's on Dav. Chabez. Good number two. Which stuff do the case of Zeneneb Zelochaser, with a man who usually rents, sleeping in a courtyard that one usually does not rent out? That's on Dav. Good number three. Which stuff do Malchukas Tanaim, if Sroos pays only half damage, one case being that of a hog kicking pebbles and damaging? That's on Dav. Yedzayin. Good number four. Which stuff do we have the question if the mouth of a cow is the Roshusa Nizak or the Roshusa Mazik? That's on Dav. Chav Gimel. Good number five. Which stuff do we have that dogs and goats are considered Mu'adim with regard to jumping off roofs and the owner would have to pay Nazik Shaling for damage? That's on Dav. Good number six. Which stuff do Malchok's reviewed and Rabbi Meir regarding how an animal becomes a muad and reverts to being a tam? That's on Dav. Chav Gimel. Good number seven. Which stuff do the case of a dog that takes a biscuit on fire to a heap of grain? That's on Dav. 
Yudchas. Good number eight. Wish of the one, the one who resides in an uninhabited house without the owner's knowledge has benefited the owner by keeping away demons. That's on Duff. Chafav. Good number nine. Wish of the one, the Biochen holds that one is high for Aish as one's Koach and Mamon. That's on Duff. Good. Number 10. Which stuff to discuss? One is high for giving a cherish, coal, or fire, which then damages. That's on Duff. Chabes. Excellent. That concludes today's year. This is Rabbi Ram Goldhorn from Zichu wishing you a great day and great learning.